Ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 215 Senior Podcast. It is a gloomy Thursday night here in Philadelphia. I'm here with Matt Kerwin and Michael Culp, and I already know we're not doing too well because of the recent two-game loss to – two losses, pardon me, to the Braves. But how are you guys anyways in the kind of span of it? You want the honest answer? Please. Fucking awful. <laughs> what he said. I mean, it's not terrible, you know, but this game I, was. Yeah, the past two games were very heartbreaking. You know, you had two started, you like your starting pitching has been struggling this year. And the starting pitchers showed up. Both, you know, Ranger and Nola went six innings of like pretty much no run ball. Like Ranger gave up one run, but like, uh, the one home run, but still, one run shouldn't make or break this offense. And you know, it, it's crazy that you know th- th- that they were be able that that they were able to do that, and it, it, the lineup completely wasted, completely wasted. It is horrendous what this lineup does to its starting pitching. Like I know that the starting pitchers are like not going out there and not trying because the hitters aren't going to hit. But I feel like when the hitters hit is when the starting pitching does the worst. When the starting pitching does the best, they feel like they don't need to try. I mean, for instance, tonight, the second uh, Atlanta game, the first five guys in this lineup went hitless. Your top five. That is Schwarber, Turner, Castellanos, Harper and Real Muto went over goose eggs across the board. That's shameful. I, I think Matt, the the it is shameful and it's frustrating. I think the against the, a rookie the, the, pitcher. No, but the, here's the thing. I think the sad fact is Arizona had some good picture pit, pitchers. Part of me, but it might be the first time in the last five days we ran into some actually really good pitching. I know. Uh, remember his name but the pitcher today is a rookie but he's got like a one something era on the road he's been really good we had to say strider uh on elders like he's in his like second year and a half elder and he's good though for whatever reason he he gets a lot of swings and misses he's got great movement um is it i think the question to me is and i had this feeling going into arizona um but then more going especially into oakland it was like man we should be winning these games and i feel good about this and then you get a little tight and tense because you go into atlanta and i do think we still should win but all of a sudden you're playing a team that's as good as you if not potentially better in some ways i don't want to admit that do we think we can hit good pitching i guess is my question i think yes i mean I look back like, and I don't want to compare the World Series, but arguably the best pitching that we faced throughout the entire playoffs was against the Houston Astros. You were facing off against Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez. We even got no hit during that World Series, but we hit. Like they still got hits, they still scored runs. You know, like besides the no hitting, no hit game. Outside of that one, that outlier. The rest of the games, they they scored runs, they got on base, they got hits. The problem is we're having the same issue where it's just like we're getting hits, 
and we're not scoring runs. You know, I mean, today we barely got any hits yeah, in, in barely I think we got six run. hits today and four. four. Four hits today. We got that stupid ghost runner. That doesn't count, guys. We really got shot out today. Yeah, no, more or less. That's what happened. You in have the first to score game. that that run. <laughs> you do. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Like, like that ghost <laughs> runner. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, yeah, the, the, the game two days ago, we lost four to two. We had 11 hits, 11 hits. And we couldn't we could only muster two runs. What was our uh, runners in scoring position? If you uh, run. Yeah. Great question. So the Phillies left on base during that uh, was eight. There you go. go for it. That's like that's for the entire team. We left eight runners on base during that entire game in the four to two loss, like which was, was a very winnable game, I might add. You know, that was the one game that we could have won. We could have split this series if we were only doing two. I mean, we should have, I mean, theoretically, we should be winning it like. We could have won both games. It's just the lineup just didn't show up. It isn't getting it across. Like I saw, I saw Kyle Schwarber bunt the other day. We uh, don't and, and it was bunt. a it was a bunt to the pitcher, enough. man. It wasn't a bunt down the line You're, with maybe a man on that you could maybe like convince someone that's not. No, a it was two outs. It was, it was two, two outs, outs right to the pitcher. Decided to bunt. I'm like, you're not that five-tool guy, Kyle. You're not that guy. Seriously. Hey, bud. He's not. Hey, bud, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. You are not him. Oh, and frankly, no one in pretty much no one in Major League Baseball is like a bunt master unless you're Garrett, you know, Garrett Stubbs, Stubbs, man. Yeah, uh, just going by in life. that first loss, we were one for 12 with runners in this point. You don't really deserve to win yeah. if you're going to do that. True. Hey, I'm Matt. Man. I have the same that Red October Cup. So get ready to update it, guys, because we're going back to October still. Yeah. As a wild card. Great. And then today we were one of the foreign runners. Just need to get into the playoffs. Doesn't matter if you're first, second, or third. Make the playoffs because anything can. Happen. I know we proved that, but it's just and like it's still. I wish we could. I wish the days of winning the division mattered. I wish that we could win the division and actually, you know, win the World Series. Like being a wild card and winning the World Series kind of blows. I'm not gonna lie, it, it sucks. Just a little bit. There's there's something a little bit different being the wild card and winning the World Series. Than being the division leader and winning the World Series, you got you can you can totally admit that. that. Yeah, it's a different. Yes, field. but there's still what? What are we? Seventy games in? Yeah. Yeah, more yeah, or less. At I this mean, rate, you know, we're thirty-eight really and thirty-six. About the wild card or the division, and when you you know which one you're going to win. Obviously, you're probably not going to win the division. I think the question is, we were just a few games ago, basically the same record that we were last summer, around this time. Um. I think we have to see more to know that the magic might be there. I think we have to see a lot more of a lineup, like we're saying. We have to see a lot more that Trey Turner can take away and say, yeah, 
you know, the, the starting pitching was great in these two series, but we need to put on another run like we did last week, like we've been talking about. We have to show that we're capable because right now I, I frankly don't really see it. Yeah, I, I frankly agree with that, you know, and it, it's just we're about to go into a series against a team that is not doing well. Like this Mets team that we're about to face is 34 and 40. They're in fourth place. They're below us. They're four games behind us. You know, this is a team that has given us a lot of stress, a lot of trouble for a couple of years now. And it's really frustrating to lose against your divisional rival. Like, I like the Mets and the Phillies have a much bigger rivalry than the Phillies and the Braves, in my opinion, or the Braves and the Mets. Like the Bra- the Braves are kind of their own thing, you know. I think I hate the Braves a little more they because win they've division. been better, you know. But the rivalry runs deeper. Thing is, like, would you rather would you rather win fifteen straight? What was it, thirteen straight division divisional? Uh, championships and then win one world series out of the 13 would you be happy with that yeah but what's yeah yeah i need to know what's the The other other option option is you know winning five making two world series and winning one which is what we did right after they did that you know there's a going on and making it back to being like i I wouldn't wish what we had on anyone but there's a special type of like Sixers hell no, with like I being really good every year, you know, and then not making it in the postseason. I don't know. I'd still rather be really good. No, no, exactly. Season. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Like the thing is, the Sixers, yeah. you know, arguably the Sixers can't really do too much. Let's be real. <laughs> but that's a totally different sport that we don't need to talk about right now. But you're right. That's a great comparison. It's just you know. Being good every year, winning 50 games in the NBA, being a top seed in the Eastern Conference, and then absolutely getting smacked around by an eight seed or a seven seed or whatever, or six seed in the second round or whatever, just falling to the Celtics every time. It's just embarrassing. And, you know, Atlanta has the same amount of World Series that we do in Atlanta. You know, I will say the Braves have four World Series as a total, two of which have only been in Atlanta. The other two were one was in Milwaukee and the other was in Boston. So it's just like they don't really count them. Atlanta has the same amount of World Series as the Mets and the Phillies for all I care at this point. You know. And it's just, you know, I I want another World Series. We need another World Series. There's no reason that this team shouldn't be winning the World Series. Series. And the exasperation just, levels so are an all time so high, dude. It's so frustrating because the lineup is so, the it's just so frustrating because the lineup on paper is so fucking deep. Dude. I can't tell if it's good. I, no, I can't either. It's, it's I can't tell if good. it's good. It I don't know good. if we're good or bad anymore. That's where I'm at. That, I don't know where, if we're good or bad um, because I, we peak in Valley too much. I have to say, I got to talk about Turner just for one sec. No, Turner. please, please. Turner do. is seven for his last thirty-five with three doubles. 
Is that supposed to make me happy? No, it doesn't. it's supposed to make you mad. And four <laughs> so, he I mean, looks come on, dude. lost at the plate, man. Like he he swings like, at pitches oh, that aren't even. Why, why are we billing? Why are we billing? I, we booed Castellanos last year. He's hitting what two forty two this year. Yeah, right now hey, Turner is two forty two. You know, I would like to add. I would also like to add that Castellanos was actually hitting better than that, even though he was doing as bad as he was. Yeah. And and to be quite honest, to be quite honest, I'm still not sold on Castellanos because his power numbers are not there. Like, I'm very yeah. thankful that Castellanos is hitting 300. That's great. But if he's going to hit only 10 home runs a year, that's really sucks. If you're paying not him 25 like, million like or 20 tall, skinny Billy Butler, you know what I mean? Like, that, like, it's not the type of player you're supposed to be. You're not a singles slap hitter. No, five. he's supposed he's a doubles and home run hitter. He's yeah. he, he's supposed to get 30 home runs a year and hit 60 doubles, hit 300. That's what you were paying for. You know, truth be told, that's what you're paying for. And you know, I like his attitude. I like who he is as a person. I think he's got he's really great as what he like as who he is. And he knows who he is. I just think, you know, He's definitely limited the the you know swinging out of the zone. It's definitely gotten a lot better, which was his main kryptonite last year as a mm-hmm. player. But going back to what Michael was saying with Trey Turner, Trey Turner literally looks like a completely different player. I wish sure Trey Turner, like in the worst way possible. I wish sure Trey Turner didn't die and this is someone else playing because that would make the most sense right now. I just doing like, like a little like Paul Walker replacement and passing. Oh yeah. Totally. That's what's going on. I mean, this wait, is not Trey Turner. This is Those are replacement? Replacement? <laughs> this is a fake Trey Turner. Okay, guys. Don't just, worry. We just have to find him. He's here somewhere. I just don't get how you go from being this dominant monster in the WBC. And granted, let me I will say this. The WBC is a great tournament that happens, but it is also a tournament not against the best of the best. A lot of the countries that are putting out clubs were putting out like teachers and firefighters and other things out there. No offense to Czechoslovakia, like or the Czech Republic. I forget which one. Yeah, it is. Czech Republic. Be careful these days. I gotta get this Czech right. Republic. Man. I gotta get this right. I know. I do want to get it right. They deserve to be right, but there's no reason. Like, like, I mean, like, I get why he did so well. I do. And there's no knock against Japan, who obviously was the better team and won. It's kind of embarrassing because it's America's sport and you can't even win the freaking World Baseball Classic. You've won it one time in the past 20 years that it has existed. So we didn't have but, the pitching to, to you know, show. we didn't, no pitcher wanted to play no. in that. No the, American the pitcher wanted to. Thing play is, though, it's, WBC. it's not like Trey's just been like he just it, he doesn't work. It seems like very good at bats, or his chase rate is out the ass. It, it, he could be average, and I wouldn't be too mad about it. But it's the fact that he's bad and he he doesn't look like he had a little stint of improving maybe on this past road trip, but he doesn't look like he's just putting bat on fucking ball. You know what I mean? Like every, every, yeah. Let me, let me, 
Let me say this. What? Do what we take that? time to bench him for like a week? I get it. For That's what supposed to do, no. but dude, no, he's no. not hitting. He shouldn't. He doesn't deserve the play if he's not. I hit. You don't bench the twenty-seven million dollar player. You know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's never fuck. happened. You don't pay a guy he's, that he's much Bryce money. Bryce Harper, guys. I mean, he's on the Bryce Harper deal. Like, and like, Bryce Harper isn't even that doing that good yet. He yeah. made it to the next yeah, round of All Star voting just because he's Bryce Harper. He's still hitting three hundred. I mean, like, I mean, he's hitting a there, lot but... of like hard hard line drives to center field. I feel yeah, like. that's a good sign. Like, they're eventually going to fall. They're eventually going to hit homers. They're but they're eventually going to elevate. Man, yeah. He's hitting ground balls. I'm like, fuck you, man. Get the fuck off. No, no. Team. Seriously, I'm going to be honest with you. Triple A, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Reese Hoskins might have torn his ACL, might be out for the year, but we more or less got Reese Hoskins and Trey Turner. He is batting like him. They're both righties. They're both swinging the bat. They're Let's watching pop, pitches though. go right down the middle. Trey Turner has struck out looking more times than I can count on both hands and feet. It's impressive. Let me tell you. So what? He has struck out looking. Like, it's not even, like, a good strikeout. It's not even, like, he's, like, swinging every time. He is striking out looking, which is even worse, because that means he's guessing, and he's guessing wrong. He's on a cold streak, if I've ever seen. And, you know, some of the interviews that I hear from the players is just like, you know, when Harper struck out the other day, he was just saying, like, you know, in that situation, you know, I really would have thrown me a fastball, but he didn't. And he got me. And, you know, to me, that's like. What exactly? (laughs) That's what he said. And I'm like. What are you saying? So you're telling me you are assuming what the pitch is going to be, have decided I'm going to take this because mathematically, statistically, or logically, if I was a pitcher, that's what I would do. That's why they're getting out. And they're doing the opposite or they're doing everything else. It seems like a really easy formula for a pitcher to literally outsmart them. It doesn't seem that, you know... Difficult to see that. They're not seeing ball and hitting ball. They are, I think that's what's going to happen, and missing it completely. That is what, from what I've, from what I've been able to determine, that is what the Phillies' uh, MO is. I don't know if Kevin Long is sanctioning this. I don't know whose MO this is. But everyone just started to hit like Reese Hoskins. Because that's what Reese Hoskins does. Now this entire team is doing what Reese Hoskins does. And I don't need nine Reese Hoskins. The, the frustrating thing is, like, you look at Tuesday's Tuesday night game, Tuesday's game against Spencer Strider, who's obviously very, very good. Um, but for a lot of the game, I mean, he couldn't find the zone. And he struggled with command. And it was like – They were getting hits on Make him throw – they were, but, like – Make him throw you a strike. You know what I mean? Make him throw. Don't dive out on an OO slider. Like, make you throw. It just seems like they need to, to get talked to you into taking better at-bats. And if they've been taking good at-bats, at least today, and making it feels like some kind of effort, it, it would have been nice. But instead, it feels like they're trying too hard. You know, Bryson Stott, I think he got a hit, but he comes up in the 10th inning, first pitches at his head, and he swings at it. It's like, 
you know, we, we just, we have to, is that an internal discussion they have to have? Is that a, hey, you guys need to just settle down. You're trying too hard. Is that a conversation Topper or K-Long even has with them at all? I don't know. Do they just let them be? Probably. And it's like, Ooh. I don't think it's going to write itself. You know, I don't think it's just going to fix itself. No, it's not. And, you know, this series, you know, they might have lost two games to the Braves. But if they lose this series against the Mets, it is not going to be a good look. Because if they lose these next three games, we're, we're back to sub 500 again. I don't think yeah, people they... really understand this. If they tank against the Mets, it's it's like back to panic. Right. And this is June. Everyone's yeah. been saying Schwarberfest, June. This is the month. This is where they turn it around. Fucking hot right now. He's he I mean, Schwarber went over five today with three strikeouts. Terrible field. He lost us the game. He lost us the game today. I mean, he didn't lose us the game. I would say that like even if he did make that catch, Junior Marte would have still blown the thing. Because Should we get into that? Should we get into... has an eight ERA that, and, and and Rob Thompson has some unrealistic views of this pitcher. He is so obsessed with using him, calls him up all the time. You have Bellotti like sitting that in the Gary in Oakland down, dude? down in AAA. Why is Luis Ortiz go. not up here, man? Dude, he's got Luis Ortiz, who's stuff. also doing very Nasty, well. Man. Nasty stuff. Good stuff. Really good I, stuff. And they're all yeah. options instead of Junior Marte and Dylan Covey, who is also another placeholder sitting in the bullpen, underutilized, and not really worth a damn. Yeah. It, it, the annoying thing is with this or Anthony injury, it feels like I was saying this to you guys the other night. We don't have competitive pitching in a game in which, you know, it's two to one and it's the seventh inning, you know, or it's the sixth inning. And it's not a save or a hold situation. Like today, it's, you know, zero zero. So you run out the lineup of Alvarado, uh, Kimbrell, and Soto. So you're always protecting these three guys. But it's like outside of that, and Sir Anthony hasn't even been having a good year. But damn, man, I used to hate Andrew Bellotti, but I would love to see him up here. I would love to see Andrew Bellotti instead of Junior Marte. Even Jeff Hoffman, like, yeah, his stuff isn't bad, but Junior Marte and Jeff Hoffman feel like guys who should be playing on. Like the Nationals, getting a well, lot of time, seeing what they have. It, it doesn't yeah. feel like they should be here on a team that's supposed no. to be contending for a championship. It doesn't feel professional. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. It really is. The makeup of this bullpen now, just because Sir Anthony is out, is just, it doesn't make any sense. Because, you you know, you just named it. Bilot, like, Bilotti made Gary, Luis Ortiz could all come up and easily replace Covey, Hoffman, and Junior Marte. There's no reason those three guys should be on a major league roster right now, if at all. They're just not capable pitchers. You know, Hoffman gave up a few runs the other day. Junior Marte gave up a lot of runs today. Well, he gave up five been terrible, today. Right. He hasn't been terrible, just, but he's if, not if, great. If he, can't, if, he shouldn't be in the National League Champions bullpen. Well, if he cannot long. commit his letter, he has nothing. That's the Yeah, but Caleb Cotham wants to make everyone throw their splitter. 
keeps trying to make everyone throw the splitter. He's a big splitter guy. That's why they keep throwing all the splitters is because that's what the pitching coach is telling them to do. I and don't like Hotham as a pitching coach, dude. I, I've never really thought he brings all that much to the table. I, I, I don't really see. I was big does. on him. Yeah, I was big on him because he did well. I was big on Caleb Cotham because he did really well where he was before. He was going to get hired by someone, and I thought that he was a great, great snag. And it's not a bad hire. I'm saying I'm just like still. I don't know like this year what how he's improving our guys. I know. I mean, he 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 was the pitching coach, you know, for two years with the Reds prior to getting hired in 2021 for the Phillies. And he did really well. Great work ethic, like great approach to pitching. And, you know, he obviously got it because of the Reds making the playoffs in 2020. You know, like that's why he got the job. And, you know, it's. It's just a shame that, like, since we hired him, the bull, the bullpen and the pitching has gotten better. Nothing will ever trump how bad the 2020 Phillies bullpen was. Like, historically bad. And, you know, 2021 was a big transition year. It was definitely that gap year that they the Phillies needed to take to kind of get their stuff together. 2022 was the year that they execute. And they eventually executed, fell short. But this year, you got to run it back bigger and better. You get Trey Turner, you know, you you, you re-sign Alvarado and Dominguez. You extend them for a couple more years. You get Kimbrel, you know. You should, this is, these were moves to be even better than last year. Well, we can do another episode on this, but as we kind of uh, near the end of this, what are moves do you think that we we can do in the immediate and then like slightly more long term future into the until the deadline? What are moves that we think we're going to do? Do we think we're just going to fortify the bullpen with legitimate arms? Do we think we're going to get more starting pitching? Or are we going to get a first baseman? What are moves that you guys would do right now if you could to say, hey, how do we fix this? Well, we already know that. We already know that Bryce Harper is going to be playing first after the All-Star break. So there you can just put Marsh and left because he sometimes cannot track a ball and Pache in center. So that solves a little bit of the issue. You know, you could platoon Schwarber and Cassianos here and there, which I would not like, but, you know, whatever. I don't but think I don't... that's necessary. I would just DH Schwarber and throw him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but if if you know Cassianos wants you know to rest his legs, sure, sure, yeah, sure. like the occasional you know once, once a month, twice a month, yeah, you have to go after a big time like maybe two or three mid relievers. They're not fantastic. They're not awful. Some with like you know a three or four year at Dave Robertson type. Yeah, Dave Robertson esque. Not mean, Dave Robertson, but like someone average. I mean, we're too. We're not going after someone great. We're we're not gonna get you know. Who's a fucking great reliever? Chad Green? No, that's a fucking few years. Chad Green in his prime. Sure. We're not going after that. Or Mariano Rivera in his prime. We're not getting that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
I think that the most immediate moves can be done. A lot of the most immediate moves can be done from within. I think that DFAing Josh Harrison, bringing up Please. Derek Hall, like bringing up Derek yeah. Hall to play first base, you move Cody Clemens back to your utility role. Um, I think that sending down Junior Marte, Covey, and um, Hoffman should be immediate, immediate changes. And then bringing up uh, Bilotti and McGarry, finally promoting McGarry. He's on. He's on board now. I am. I am on board now. It's time. It's time. off on you finally. No, no. McGarry, Bilotti, and um, Luis Ortiz. I think that those three guys need to come up. I don't think necessarily that we need to go after a reliever at the deadline. I think that going after maybe a righty power bat or possibly even a starting pitcher. Um, something that I've, I've literally suggested, you know, I suggested this on the last pod, I believe about Shane Bieber. I think we could go after Shane Bieber. I think that there's a possibility we could even go after Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox. In I think change for Nola or just without not mm-hmm. Nola. We were, we're not going to give up Nola. I don't think that we need to trade Nola. I know that people think we should shop Nola, but I'm not big on that. I'd rather keep him to the end of the season, extend him a qualifying offer, let him deny it, get a draft pick out of it. You know, keep building off of the farm system that you've been building off of for the past two or three years in the draft because they've been getting really good guys. They've been fortifying the farm system. Become a well working fluid organization for once genuinely get people in the system train them up make sure that they're ready to go um i think that you know that that would be great and you know anyone who doesn't work we give to the san francisco giants and gabe kapler because that's who seems to be taking it i just want to also uh you know real quick um, thank you, Dalton Guthrie, for your service. You did great for the time that you were here. Um, have fun with Gabe. He loves to chew his food and then spit it out. Um, you know, that would be great for him. But, you know, I mean, they took Luke Williams, too. You know, this is the same thing. They've been taking a lot of our utility guys that we've had and just taking them and then rerouting them some way. You know, we got some more cash considerations for Dalton Guthrie, so that's fine. But, you know, I would really I would really want a good starting pitcher, especially if Christopher Sanchez doesn't pan out for the foreseeable future. Like he he is arguably like that fifth guy for right now. And which you is know, scary because he's pitching this Saturday against the Max. Like- yeah, but he's also pitching against Carrasco who is more or less a high school pitcher at this point. He tore um, us up on that last series, didn't he? Or am I wrong? Did he not pitch? Don't talk no, I don't, think he, I don't think he pitched. But, you know, the thing is, right now, our next three games is going to be Taiwan Walker versus Kodai Senga, who did tear us up a little bit. Kodai Senga did. Walker. And That's then yeah. Christopher Sanchez versus Carlos Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco is is a has a two and three record with a six point three four ERA. So that's, that's major. That's major take advantage time, if you ask me. And then 
we have the immortal Max Serger going on the mound against Zach Wheeler for Sunday's game, which, you know, is going to be a good matchup. Scherzer came off eight innings against the Astros, which is crazy that because I thought he was cooked personally from the way that yeah. he was pitching. But, you know, and Scherzer hates the Phillies more than anything. So we got to see where that goes. Bill, you got anything to say or? I don't have anything more. I'm just nervous for this series. I'm not even excited. I'm just on eggshells. You know, I'm pins and needles because also, um, it, it feels like a make it or break it. Yeah. What were we going to say? Uh, I was going to say the Luis Ortiz stats this year in the MLB. And uh, he's got in nine games, a 3 4 6 ERA, 13 innings pitched with 10 Ks. He has one save this year and a 1.3 whip. I mean, that's. I'll take that over half of our bullpen. Yeah. I mean, Ortiz is good. He's decent and he can he can make an impact. He's not he's not he shouldn't be slept on. I mean, he's probably I'm pretty sure Ortiz came. I think he pitched for the Giants last year. Texas, too. But Texas is he was drafted by Texas. I know that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the bullpen and the rotation actually shakes out. I don't know what this lineup needs. It just needs to hit. It doesn't make sense why it's not. It's really weird because you'd think with the pitch clock, they could take advantage of it. But we got a lot of slow guys. I've realized that we got a lot of slow pitchers, slow working pitchers and a lot of slow guys. And, you know, until they get used to all of this. I think we're going to be the team that's going to be suffering the most. And we have been because of the pitch clock. We've had more violations against us than any other team in the league. So, you know, they're going to learn, learn it the hard way, but I digress. Thanks to everyone for listening to the two one five seamer podcast. Have a great evening. Good morning or good night, wherever you're listening at whatever time of day. Three and O series. Here we go. Sweet. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Peace.